0: This is Naturally Strong, the show that helps you use your powers for good. I'm your host, Cameron Nelson. Here with me is...
1: Katie, Jenna, and Emma.
0: In today's episode, we'll discuss the PERMA model of well-being, especially the aspect of positive relationships. We're going to start with Emma, who's going to give us some background.
2: Thank you, Dr. K. So as we've talked about in our last episode, one of the core interests of positive psychology is well-being and how to live a good life. And one framework that has been devised for measuring well-being and living a good life is called the PERMA model, and it was developed by Martin Seligman, who's the guy who developed our character strengths framework as well. So each letter in PERMA stands for one of the five elements that help us flourish. Uh, So the first element, P, is positive emotions, happiness, joy, hope, feeling contentment. The second letter, E, is engagement, so that's feeling immersed in your tasks, feeling connected to your tasks. And the R, which we're going to talk about more today, is relationships, positive relationships. And these can be platonic, romantic, or familial relationships. It doesn't have to be romantic relationships. I know it's around Valentine's Day, it's the season of romantic relationships, but this is broader than that. And the M, which we talked about last time, is meaning. So feeling connected to something larger than yourself, having a sense of purpose. And the A stands for accomplishment slash achievement. It can go either way. And that involves um, completing things, earning things, finishing projects, and having that sense of accomplishment. So my question for you guys is, how is the relationship part of PERMA? in or out of balance with the other perma areas in your life? Like, is it doing better than the other areas? About the same? Slightly worse? How's that going for you guys?
1: I think my familial and my romantic relationships are solid. Like, like they're growing a lot at this current moment. I think my my family is really, like, bonding (laughs) together right now. There's a lot of, like, new, just coming into... Like, my brother and I are getting a lot of, like, new opportunities. We both finished school at the same time, but for very different things. Um, And then just, like, lots of new life in our family, like, all over, like, my side and my husband's side. So, it's, like, such a joy and so exciting Mm -hmm. that there's, like, just, like, babies everywhere, all over both sides of the family. So, um, that's pretty exciting. Um, But, yeah, I'd say, like, familial is, like, really growing and just getting closer and connected yeah
3: that's awesome to hear yeah i think mine are probably they feel well balanced i we talked last time and i was really working on relationships especially plutonic ones with friends Mm -hmm. um but i feel like that everything feels very imbalanced for um, maybe the first time in a minute. <laughs> I think it might have to do with, you know, being done with school and getting to actually focus <laughs> on the life parts of life now. must be nice. It's very nice. <laughs> you're almost there. You're so close. <laughs> it's coming. You'll get there. You'll we'll
1: get there. there. Suffering then joy, Emma, remember. <laughs> Just <laughs> suffering <laughs> then joy, okay?
0: That's <laughs> that thing they say about <laughs> it? it's darkest right before the dawn <laughs> or whatever. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, you're in the darkest parts. <laughs> oh. Um. For me, romantic is great. It's been solid for several decades. (laughs) So he's (laughs) a good guy. I picked a good one or maybe... I don't know I was lucky he picked me something happened there. <laughs> Familial relationships it's interesting to have all of your children grown and be adults but mm. L- like it's just a different phase and I'm really grateful for my adult children and watching them grow and continue to develop and all the good stuff that they're doing and grandkids are cool so that's great and then um, since the passing of my father, there's four of us I I come from a a sibling group of seven and there's four of us that seem to have really really connected during the time leading up to my father's death and we still continue to have really good engagement with each other and um, some really good solid relationships are are building and continue to grow from that and then I would have to say I think I have really good relationships with my colleagues so professionally I Mm -hmm. feel really really solid um And outside of my professional colleagues, I don't really do very much I work (laughs) too much and I have some a few like a small group of um, really good friends that I that I do do things with and all of us have a lot going on so we don't spend tons of time together and I think that that's probably something that I'd like to expand and and make more social like that social (laughs) part of that platonic friendship could probably use a little bit more time and energy which Mm -hmm. maybe at the end of this (laughs) semester too because I never get to graduate from school I I always got to keep on going. I chose that, um, and so I'm in the middle of um, developing kind of the last really big course. So I think when that is done, that I'll have a little bit more room as well.
2: I'd say my relationships are what I'm working the hardest on out of perma. I'd say that they're the the area that's most lacking. My I'm a lot closer with my nuclear family than I have been in the past, and you know my marriage is solid. He's not going anywhere. He knows he knows how good he has it, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. But I have a hard time with friendships because I always tend to overinvest. Like, I'm the kind of person who wants a few really close friendships. And a lot of people want a lot of, like, light, light to medium of. friendships. Mm-hmm. And, like, neither of those are wrong. I just have a hard time switching gears. Especially, mm-hmm. like, in college, everyone wants, like, a bunch of light friendships. And so I'm working on that and trying to, um, yeah, just trying to adjust to that.
0: That makes sense. Okay. I think we're going to spend some time with Katie, who's going to (laughs) tell us a little bit more specifics about this relationship component of PERMA.
1: So relationships in the context of PERMA involve feeling supported, loved, valued by others, as well as reciprocating that love, support, and value. It can be familial, romantic, or platonic. Um, it's just really about connecting with other human beings because that is kind of a function of being a human uh-huh. being. Um, and without a- attachment and connection through experiences with other human beings, we just don't live a full life. We're not fully like thriving in life and feeling every aspect and component of life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of hard to experience life fully by yourself. Um, I think relationships are an excellent way to increase your own well-being. For example, they make us happier. They give us things to do. They allow us to give back to other people. Um, So my question for you guys is which types of relationships do you find to be the most central in your own life?
0: Well, I think you already answered that, Katie, for you. It's like family right now.
1: Right. right, right, yeah.
0: And I think that changes over time, just depending on where you are. I don't think that there's one right answer here. I think that it's just kind of the, the different um, season of your life, that'll change and modify. So there isn't one right answer. So um, I, and I loved how you just talked about your family and all Mm -hmm. the things going on. I think that's awesome. So let me like put all those words back in your mouth and just answer the question for
1: you. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Summarize. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, And I think for me, probably family is the most central. And then after that would be, um,
3: um, colleague relationships. And then after that would be like social Mm -hmm. friends. I think my hierarchy is a little different. Again, the season of my life is different. So like I'm not married right now. So my romantic one is certainly not. <laughs> like that's just not central. And my family relationships, although good, I have to have strong boundaries with my family mm-hmm. because if we're too enmeshed, like things just don't go well. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think my girl tribe family has <laughs> been like the most uh, like kind of pivotal in helping shape who I am in this current season of my life. Certainly not always, but right now, like my plutonic relationships are really what um, support me the most and make me feel really loved and valued. Mm -hmm. And in the same are the ones that I'm the most invested in. Awesome. What Mm -hmm. about you,
2: Em? I would say in this season of my life, my family is probably the most central, my nuclear family. Um, My spouse is a nurse, and so when he works, he works like all day, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And when I don't want to be, you know, home by myself, I'll just go hang out with my parents and we'll like go shopping or watch a movie or something. And it's really nice to have that. Like, even though I'm technically grown up and moved out of the house, it's nice to still have that source of connection.
0: For sure, that makes a lot of sense. Jenna, do you have some more things to share with us about relationships? I do, Mm -hmm. and
3: I want to just start out talking a little bit about Into the Wild. If you've either read the book, the movie is a pretty decent representation too, but it's the story of John um, Krakauer and him going out into the wilderness to kind of find himself and his meaning in life. And he, sadly, in the story ends up eating a poisonous plant and kind of dying alone in Mm -hmm. Alaska. And some of like the last entries into his journal are talking about what happiness really is. And he talks about happiness only being real when it's shared. Mm. And Interesting. It's, it's very like bittersweet sort of ending to the movie. But to think about that, like the first thing you do when something really wonderful happens in your life is pick up the phone mm. and call the people you know. You're mm-hmm. like, this wonderful thing happened. I graduated with this. Like, You want to share it. Because although it does intrinsically have wonderful meaning to you, it's the sharing of that happiness that really like Im- embodies that value and mm-hmm. makes it richer and deeper so like relationships in that way um like deepen the meaning of our life and so in talking about like relationships and a little bit into in moving into our via character strengths um the people in our lives influence us as do their strengths so when it comes to relationships strengths matter as well mm-hmm. um and in this way, that if, you're, if you either have a partner or a friend who maybe has really high perseverance, that can translate into your life, into being encouraged to share commitments together. Maybe they're your accountability <laughs> buddy <laughs> when you go to <laughs> work out. Um, or if you're achieving goals, you know, going to school, if you have friends who you know, you're in commune with at school who are helping you study and encouraging you to do better, it can increase your perseverance as well. Maybe it's not as high for you, so you lean on those people. And then the same can be true with all of the strengths, but particularly things like curiosity mm-hmm. um, and love of learning. If you have friends that are interested in or a romantic partner that's very interested in new um, endeavors, you know, pursuits, they're going to encourage you as well to kind of expand yourself more, maybe be a little bit more open than you normally would have. And, uh, you know, nudge your own curiosity, mm-hmm. um, which can mean, again, like deepening relationships by having new meaningful experiences Mm -hmm. together maybe you go to a rage room (laughs) (laughs) who knows you need that or I'm like do a dance class like do Mm -hmm. something really fun and engaging that maybe you wouldn't have been brave enough or curious enough to do on your own Mm -hmm. um and then teamwork and fairness um if you're with people who also have those kind of values or maybe if that's not as high on yours it can bring it to the forefront of your mind and lastly here, we talk a little bit about spirituality and transcendence. Having that in common with others creates mm. kind of the community of relationships and, you know, in the community of church and things like that. Again, these don't have to be romantic. This can be plutonic. But the people that help um, keep you accountable to your own moral code. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and if you're with people that share your common interests, it bolsters your own strengths. Mm-hmm. And... You know, recognizing that and leveraging each other's strengths um, can really create a dynamic that's synergistic. um, Ooh, big word. Big words. And uh, just enhances our overall well-being and satisfaction with both our life and those relationships. So I guess as a question to you guys, it would be like, do you see that happening in your life? Maybe your partner's or friend's strengths help them to bolster your own. Or maybe just raise them up a little bit.
1: Mm.
0: My husband's um, one of his top fives is humor, <laughs> and we all know that humor's not in my <laughs> top five. <laughs> um. And so he he does remind me to be playful and and silly sometimes. Actually, this morning we were making the bed together because we do make our bed every day. Nice. Rarely do we do it at the same you know together because our schedules are kind of crazy. But this morning we just happened to be making our bed together, and there was a, the last two throw pillows to put on the bed, and he put his on, and I threw mine at him, and he was like, <laughs> "Hey!" <laughs> I'm like, "You were unarmed. I had to take." the opportunity
2: (laughs) yeah it's absolutely your fault for not paying
0: attention exactly what were you doing where was your (laughs) humor this morning come on pull yourself together so just he does remind me to be playful and happy because humor that i'm not that way i'm not silly i I don't do those things i can you know relate funny things but yeah so i appreciate his humor i hope he's never listens to this (laughs)
1: podcast (laughs) um I would say for me, like, actually, even though humor is my number one, also, yeah, my husband does, like, I will get grumpy, and he's like, you, like, need to chill out, (laughs) like, (laughs) you need to lighten up, Um, but then also for me, like, I always talk about spirituality, but that's just, like, a big core value in our relationship for us, and so I think even when we were really young and we were just first starting to date, like, spirituality, we were always pushing each other to be more, like, more delved into our spirituality and grounded in it. And so like we, it's like a theme we've been together for nine years. So it's like back and forth, back and forth. Like, you know, your faith sometimes is, it falters when life gets hard and your like mental, your mental well being like dips a little bit. Sometimes that can go out the window. And so we both have been really good about encouraging each other and just like reminding each other that that's like who we are and, like, what makes us strong and, like, what gives us purpose in life. And so that's a big thing for our relationship is just always encouraging that and, like, growing together in it. So, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. We're going to take a little sidebar again. I was reading this, this week um, a- an article, and in this article the author said something that kind of struck me around this idea of spirituality. And you know how when we get really stressed and, and you're like, yeah, you know, just hang in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Just tell your friends, just hang in there. And he said in this article, what really we should be saying is lean into the, the, the thing. And he was talking specifically about the Savior, but mm-hmm. really this could be expanded. And he said, lean into your source of strength and help like that's what we really mean when we say hang in there and our partner can help us remember who is that thing that we're grounded into where is our what is our source of strength and help and i'm like i'm not going to tell people to hang in there cuz i do it a lot with students and and things like that i'm like no what where's what's your source of strength and help lean into that whatever that is lean into that and that's going to help you get through this so that's that when you were talking that's what reminded me of those two things seem really connected that's awesome no more hanging in there, people. No lean more. Lean into the hate <laughs> and <how laughs> I <say> like that. <laughs> that. <laughs> like, like, what do you in. think I'm doing?
3: <laughs> lean in. That sounds very Brene Brownish, too. just she She's always like, like, lean in. Lean in. <laughs> lean in. Be vulnerable. <laughs> um, mine is definitely, I am deeply introverted. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I try to surround myself with people that are more outgoing than me. And usually that translates to them being braver than I am. Mm. Mm. And so I can lean on their bravery. Um to encourage myself to do the things that like I'm probably not inclined to do generally but like if I have a buddy sometimes I'm like okay I think if they can do it I can do it but Mm -hmm. I like I need the example or I need someone to maybe be the initiator and then I'm like okay no I can do this I got this I just need a little encouragement Mm -hmm. and so I love using um other people's bravery to help me with my. <laughs> Let me just borrow your bravery no for borrow a second. It for I'll a give it back. I'll <laughs> give it back later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly you guys really boost my curiosity and my love of learning. Like you guys will mention like this cool sciency topic that you guys know and then I'll go home and google it and I'll be like I learned a new thing and it's awesome. And I think um I think my spouse encourages my bravery a lot. Even though Braver's in my top five, it kind of falters sometimes, especially since uh, I'd like to go get my doctorate, but all the doctoral programs are out of state, or at least there's one in state, but it's like five hours away, so I'd have to move, and so every so often I'll have a meltdown and be like, I don't want to move, that's really scary, I've never moved out of state before, and he's like, but honey, we get to go on an adventure, and I'm like, we get to go on an adventure, <laughs> yeah, <that's
0: great. laughs> I'm glad that he's supportive yeah. of that. It, it took a it took, it took a few months. <laughs> it, it, it did. It So I'm glad he's more on board. Katie and Jenna, thanks so much for more information about relationships and how they can work and how they improve flourishing and well-being and thriving and the importance of really sharing as um, a key component of well-being. We're going to talk a little bit more about specific applications of our character strengths that will help enhance the relationship aspects of our lives. So we're going to look at curiosity, forgiveness, fairness, love, self-regulation, humility, and then we're gonna talk about how strength spotting can help you and how your individual well-being impacts and changes relationships. So we're going to start off first with Jenna, who's already talked some about curiosity. But Jenna, how can you help our audience apply curiosity to enhance their
3: relationships? So curiosity is that taking an interest in ongoing experience for the sake of experience. So finding subjects and topics that you find fascinating and exploring and discovering them. Um, But we can apply this to people specifically. If you treat people like the experience and adventure, like getting to know them, staying curious about them. Um, the same with cultures and then trying to learn more and deepen those relationships you already have. Guaranteed there's things you don't know about your friends and family and partner, like ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Get curious. That's awesome. And stay curious. I, I love get curious, f- stay curious. I love those little decks
2: of questions that they have mm. for couples. Like some of them are kinda
0: lame, but I love yeah, finding it. No, really I
2: like weird those ones.
3: like deepen deepen the experience, mm-hmm. find out more.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is always more that you can know. You w- None of us, even in therapy with clients that I've had for years and years and years, there's still information. I go, you never told me that. Really? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> right? And then So there's always more. Always more.
2: Have you seen, there was this um, New York Times article and it was like, these 40 questions will guarantee to help you fall in love with somebody. And obviously that's not true from a psychology standpoint but it's it's still a bit clickbaity just (laughs) the the (laughs) notion of being able to know more about someone in order to experience that relationship and deepen that relationship and it was like what celebrity living or dead would you like to have dinner with or tell me xyz about your parents but I just I just really like that notion of how getting to know someone inevitably will help you feel that affection and closeness closeness to them Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely Okay, Katie, tell us a little bit more about forgiveness and how that works in relationships.
1: Okay, I think this is a really difficult character strength, honestly. Um, If people have forgiveness in their top five, you are something special. And I hope that you turn that forgiveness towards yourself also, not just other people. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But forgiving those who have done wrong, accepting other shortcomings, giving people a second chance, but not being vengeful or like holding a grudge about it. Um, This can include accepting apologies and trying to move past an offense, starting with small offenses and annoyances. So like starting small, Mm -hmm. I think, is a big thing for forgiveness. I think it's so hard to say like... I'm going to forgive like 10 years of suffering somebody put me through. Like you can't do that. Like I think this actually can go a little bit hand in hand with curiosity and being like, what was that person experiencing or thinking to why they would treat me that way or why our relationship went in the direction that it did or whichever. I think those, that can be kind of helpful in it. Um, But I just want to be very clear that forgiveness does not include condoning the offenses that someone, like, brought against you or how someone treated you. Mm -hmm. It's Um,
3: okay. Don't worry about (laughs) it. I like the saying they say, may your boundaries be stronger than your empathy. Ooh. (laughs) Like, it is fine to forgive and it is fine to have empathy, and those are really beautiful things, but it doesn't mean that we need to sacrifice our boundaries or let people in that don't deserve to be within our space, but we can still forgive. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my dad told me something. I think I was about 10 And he said, um, he had apologized for something and I said, it's okay. And he said, no, you should say, when you, if someone apologizes to you, you should say, I forgive you, not it's okay, Mm -hmm. because you don't excuse the behavior or the things that someone said to you. He's like, you just... If you want to forgive them, you do, but that doesn't... It's not the same thing as, like, saying it's okay, which is Mm -hmm. ironic because...
3: I think, like, absolving versus forgiving. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not Not absolving the the behavior, we're forgiving the behavior. Mm -hmm. Right. I always just say, I accept your apology, because usually Mm
2: -hmm. in the moment I haven't forgiven them. I'm gonna, but not not right now. Very honest. honest. You
1: need some time. Yeah, no, and it's, I think, forgiveness, like, sometimes... I think it's an effortful thing like you're very much being intentional with forgiveness but at the same time you're also um you kind of have to let it happen over time like your Mm -hmm. heart just kind of has to soften and change um and sometimes we don't I think it's important to note too that sometimes we don't get an apology from people Mm -hmm. but they might be you know close in our family or something and then we still have a relationship with them and like We just choose to forgive anyways, even without that apology, because it is so important to have that relationship with them. And we kind of also let love kind of take it over a little bit, too. And Mm -hmm. just like having more compassion and just like being like, no, like holding a grudge is not worth sacrificing this relationship. So
3: I think the art of making a meaningful and good apology Mm-hmm. Is, is lost. It is. Absolutely. I'm sorry you felt like that. Oh. No. Ugh.
2: Ugh. That but is the worst. That, and it's,
3: it takes so much humility. It does. To mm-hmm. be able to make mm-hmm. a really deep and meaningful apology.
0: Absolutely. So this is one of the things that I teach the most when I'm working with couples, Mm -hmm. is what forgiveness is and what it isn't, and how to apologize. And with couples, I think that is incredibly important. I think that if you are going to be in a couple relationship, you have to apologize, And there has to be forgiveness because those things will rip apart a relationship. Now, other family members or other people in your life, they never have to apologize to you and you can still do forgiveness. Mm -hmm. However, if there isn't both of those within a couple, the relationship will not last. It, it, it just, you cannot overcome the lack of apology and the lack of forgiveness in a couple relationship. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time talking about forgiveness and what it is and isn't. And you said co- condoning, it's also not pardoning. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's no consequences now, everything's fine, you can just go free. That's not forgiveness. Mm-mm. Often there's consequences that still need to be paid. And it's also not forgetting. So just because forgiveness is somehow it became this this combination where you have to forgive and forget, w- well, actually you don't. If you don't, uh, or if you did forget, what's going to happen is that person's going to continue to mm-hmm. hurt and harm you. And that really isn't what should be happening here too. And then apologies really is understanding and seeing and hearing and feeling what's going on with somebody else. And that pain and that hurt that you've caused, which sucks. Mm. Nobody wants to admit and be with somebody that they've hurt and feel that pain that they've caused. That's a horrible place to be. It's really, really hard. And like Jenna said, that takes a lot of humility. And those things don't always go hand in hand. With lots of relationships, but within a, a solid couple r- romantic relationship or a family relationship where you want to really keep the relationship, those things, it's really hard to keep those things moving without both of those pieces. It can happen, but, man, that's really, really hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Forgiveness, I think, is really, really important. Anybody mm-hmm. else have anything else to share about forgiveness? No, we got all your EFT wisdom there. That <laughs> really oh, I love that. I <laughs> so, um, love yeah. the EFT piece. Exactly. Okay, Em's going to tell us some more about the character strength of fairness and how it works in relationships.
2: Yay, fairness. So fairness is uh, not in my top five anymore, but it's still one of my upper strengths. It involves treating all people the same um, and being just and not letting your feelings bias decisions about other people and giving everyone a fair chance. And it also, it doesn't say this in the official VIA definition, but it also involves being fair to yourself, treating yourself justly and that kind of thing.
0: You are a people. You deserve yep. fairness.
2: I am a people. Uh, so some possible applications um, would be making sure everyone, every relevant party has a say on decisions, uh, making sure that gifts and resources or time and time are equally divided amongst the people in your life as much as reasonable, and also making sure that the relationships that you're engaged in are being fair to you.
0: Yeah, that's a big one Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I see fairness not being applied well is this first part, Emma, where you said making sure everyone has a say on decisions. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that what they said is the decision. Mm -hmm. but just means they got to speak their piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, their voice was heard. They had a chance to say and I see that this doesn't happen a lot between adults and kids. I was just going to say with children,
3: they don't get that say and it really erodes their autonomy, which is like the thing they're seeking and trying to Mm -hmm. establish. Mm -hmm. So and it doesn't mean that, like you said, just because they weigh in, doesn't certainly mean like, now Mm -hmm. the decision's completely different. uh, No, you can't have
2: ice cream for breakfast, but thank you for telling me that you want ice cream for breakfast. And the
3: confidence with which you ask every morning is impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Love your bravery. But the answer is still no. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Kids deserve
0: parents. They need parents. Mm -hmm. And because kids don't know how to make good decisions. They're learning and they're trying, but taking their voice away from them is one of the worst things that you can do Mm -hmm. let them have their voice let them have their say and then do a good job at their level of explaining why the decision is going in a different direction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah
2: I think that has a lot to do with like empathy and respect like even in my own relationship we had to establish like even if my opinion isn't the decision we go with you need to listen to me and understand where I'm coming from because I'm not asking for control I'm asking for like be a h- connection to be and respect yeah
3: like, i want to be yeah. heard
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, i'm asking that i am being recognized as that i still yeah. exist i'm an and adult I <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah i would say th- this probably extends to, to uh, when we become adults within our family
0: mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh.
3: that shift from i am not a child within the family yeah. i am an equal member adults now that has exactly. to have a say
0: exactly mm-hmm. Emma, thanks a lot for helping us understand fairness and how yeah. that
3: works in relationships.
0: I'm going to talk a little bit more about love And love in the context of character strengths does not mean romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. It means valuing close relationship with others across all different levels of relationships, but in particular those that where you can share and care and there's reciprocity in that sharing and caring. Mm -hmm. Just wanting to be close to people. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you can do is just take the time to check in with your loved ones. Talk to them. Find out what's going on in their lives. This might be kind of cheesy or feel inauthentic in some ways um, but I do have reminders set in my phone every week for the people that I need to reach out to there's Mm -hmm. a list of people that I'm like this person needs me to check in with them and I just have a lot of busyness in my life and it and time mm. goes really quickly, and if I don't have a reminder, I forget to check in, not because that person's become unimportant to me, it's because I just have a lot going on and I need a reminder. Mm. So it's one of the things that I do to make sure that I am regularly checking in with people. Set a mm. reminder in your phone. That's not inauthentic. That means you care about them so much that you have something that's reminding you no. to do your job yeah. here.
2: I think th- I think that's great. It's knowing yourself and having that emotional intelligence, like, yes, I do love you, and yes... I might forget to text you for a few weeks if I don't have a reminder in my phone. It's, I, I'm. You're still putting the thought in. It just looks different than you might expect.
0: Exactly. It's that conscientiousness, mm-hmm. very like intentionally applied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hope it's intentional, right? Yeah. That's the purpose: is to have some intention with connecting within these relationships. Mm-hmm. Other things you can do is performing small acts of service. When I think about this part of it, I do go to the love languages. Yeah. Not necessarily how I express this, this act of service and caring, but what's the best way that this person receives that mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out and act in those ways. And also just spending time together in ways that everybody uh, finds enjoyment in it. And there's so many different options of mm-hmm. ways that you can spend time together. So just set, ati- set aside that time. Go for it. Anybody else have anything to add about love? I was going to say on that
2: last note, the spending time together, I love going antiquing with people because (laughs) (laughs) it it incorporates that (laughs) curiosity and just Mm -hmm. that level of exploration, and it's also not too... It's just really interesting, and you can take your time doing it, and you can, like, everyone has their own little interests, like some people collect different things, and it's just I just love going antiquing with people.
3: I love that. I think that's a really good example. I was thinking about um, family relationships that are sometimes difficult Mm -hmm. or, like, members that are hard. If you know there's something that you can do with this person that you mm-hmm. actually enjoy doing it makes it a lot easier so if you're really careful with your time spent together you're like you mm-hmm. know i realize we can never talk about politics mm-hmm. but we can go antiquing because mm-hmm. you and right. i both love antiques yeah. <laughs> like so we can do that thing and mm-hmm. really have wonderful quality time together mm-hmm. absolutely that, that reminds yeah. me of this thing that dr k
2: talks about all the time the uh, flip acronym so According to like science and research and psychology people, the way to establish trust in a relationship is frequent low risk interactions that are positive. Mm-hmm. Low risk meaning like we don't have to talk about politics, we don't have to get super deep. We just um, just spending time together without the risk of, I don't know, like strong negative emotions or mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So like going antiquing, going out to lunch, going and getting coffee. Like, it doesn't have to be super deep and meaningful and feelings-y all the time. That doesn't mean that you should avoid that kind of stuff, but you just have to have some low-risk interactions in order to keep a relationship thriving.
0: Romantic or not romantic, familial, anything. Mm-hmm. If the <coughs> trust isn't there, you can't have those deep, hard conversations. No, they won't go well. You can have them, but they're not going to yeah, go well. Yeah, you're just going to
2: push the person away probably. Yeah,
0: so so do these these types of low-risk, positive interactions, and that trust will start to build, and then you can have the difficult mm-hmm. conversations. That's what you're trying to get to. Yes. So, great. So, use your love as a character strength is going to tell us some more about self-regulation, which none of us know <laughs> nothing about.
3: Right, That's I right. know. Well, I was, I was actually thinking about this one. So self-regulation and regulating what one feels and does, being disciplined, controlling appetite and emotions. I am very self-regulated with emotions. Absolutely, you are. Very self-regulated with my emotion. Appetite. Not, not so much, not so much there, but like if there's domains, like mm-hmm. there are with everything and like you might have strength in one area <laughs> and not the other and that's okay. Absolutely. Um, but you can start by maintaining self-regulation in smaller tasks to build that muscle, mm-hmm. <laughs> flex it a little bit, um, taking a deep breath before you react, a sta- stepping away from a heated conversation or trying to finish what you start. Mm-hmm. I mean, in these things, like, we can get it. Getting into a habit is really difficult, particularly if you have ADHD that does not come normally <laughs> to you. It's not going to be something that's easy. <laughs> nope. um, so I think, too, as a part of se- self-regulation, is not beating yourself up. Absolutely. When you can't hit it 100% of the time. like, And 100% isn't the goal. <laughs>
0: like, no, none that's of being us honest. are perfect. Just,
3: like, proficiency is great, mm-hmm. and we're all trying for it. And, again, I think this is one of those um, good examples of, someone else having it as a strength and being able to lean on that. Mm. If you're with someone, even you know, friendships, romantically, whatever it is, they're the kind of person that can get up and work out every day. Like make them your accountability. Uh (laughs) Like uh call me in the morning and ask me if I did my PT today because I guarantee I didn't. That's (laughs) right. Let's do that. I was trying to do this with my mother who is now, you know, working on her hip and she has PT to do. I'm terrible at it too. So I was like maybe if we together, <laughs> maybe two terribles, terrible I don't know that it's going to work out that <laughs> way, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Good ideas. Anybody else? Anything about self-regulation? No, because none of us know how to do it. <laughs> 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 it's, yeah, I think it's my
3: second to
2: bottom one. Well, we
3: need an audience. We need a. We need a guest. Yeah, <laughs> we need to do a, desk, a guest on self we regulation. Self regulation.
1: Yeah, we need to find someone with good self regulation. <laughs> I like.
0: F- students, yeah, I'll have to think about who it is. There's a student who's really high on self regulation. Some of the athletes. On. Some oh, of the uh, athletes had self regulation,
2: but mm-hmm. I think that's just because their whole life revolves around self regulation. Like get up at 4 a.m. to go lift weights, do this, right. do this, do this, and they have that coach, that other relationship to lean on Mm -hmm. to help increase their self-regulation. Right.
1: Yeah. We'll
0: we'll look into it. (laughs) Okay. So we have one more character strength to talk about. Humility. Katie, help us with that.
1: Okay. So humility is letting your accomplishments speak for themselves. You don't regard yourself as more special than another person is or than other people are so you're not like putting yourself on a pedestal Mm -hmm. like it's humility is being humble Mm -hmm. um it but it does not mean that you undervalue your own accomplishments Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that like when people are like oh my gosh congratulations you did this awesome thing you're like "Eh, it's fine and it didn't it wasn't you know it wasn't I didn't really work that hard to do you know like Mm -hmm. it wasn't really me like no the
0: reason that works because of xyz outside of me that's Mm -hmm. not what that this mm-hmm. right
1: yeah so you can still like identify and like admi- i don't want to say admire
0: but you can just say yes thank you so much and just recognize i did that thing mm-hmm. let's talk about something else now yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it's gracefully accept <laughs> yeah yes, yes, yes. yes. There, there you lovely go lovely expression yes you,
2: you know that scene in the barbie movie where they're giving her like the pulitzer prize or something and she's just like, um, thank you. I worked very hard for this, and I believe I deserve it. And then she just sits down. Like, she doesn't give the super long speech, but she also didn't say, oh, I want to thank my mom or my partner, that kind of thing. Like, I know it's the Barbie movie, but I loved that scene so much.
3: hmm Yeah. It's like, clear, it. concise, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Done. And I think it was Emma who, when I was talking about forgiveness, or we were, like, discussing forgiveness, she made a point that, like, you need humility. Was it you or oh, Jenna? It was Jenna. Okay, Jenna. If it said smart, th- it was Jenna. <laughs> oh.
0: That was not humility. I know.
1: That was not <laughs> <laughs> So Jenna, when we were talking about forgiveness, she sa- made a good point that humility is important in forgiveness, mm-hmm. actually, like humbling yourself to forgive another person um, and realizing that like you're not above them, like you're you guys are on the same playing mm-hmm. field like where no matter where someone else is at in life or if you it doesn't matter if you have more accomplishments than them or you know, if if they're, you know, Better at something than you, or they're you know more fine tuned for certain character strengths, that doesn't mean that they're better than you, like they're just on the same we're mm-hmm. all on the same we're playing fields, we're all people, exactly,
0: and different times and seasons, mm-hmm. recognizing mm-hmm. that we're just in these different ways and spaces, and all of it is okay. Mm-hmm. I saw this quote the other day that said, Don't
2: compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 60, and yes, yeah. I, d- I just love that. Yeah. Because yeah. we're, it's, it's, we're all in a book, but we're all in different chapters.
0: Exactly. I like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Anything else about humility, Katie?
1: Um, I think it's also important to uh, recognize other people's accomplishments mm-hmm. and, like, give them props for that or, like, just being like, wow, you worked really hard or, like, that's so awesome that you, you know, you got that thing that you've been working so hard for or mm-hmm. that you've been waiting for for a very long time. I think that's also a part of humility is, like, not just – you know, humbly accepting or gracefully accepting other people's accomplish accomplish or um, compliments, compliments for your accomplishments, um, but then also like identifying other people's strengths and and what they do well and okay. what they've accomplished and being ha- genuinely like excited for them and happy for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Anything else, anyone? Okay. So Emma's going to tell us about strength spotting and what that has to do with relationships. Yeah, this is
2: almost kind of related to what you were um, saying there at the end there, Katie. So strength spotting isn't a strength in and of itself, but it's an activity that can really help your relationships, any relationship, familial, romantic, platonic. And it involves um, taking note of what strengths someone else is using in a given situation, um, and it can be their like official via strength or just whatever word you want to use for it. I know some people get intimidated like I don't know all the strength. Well, do your best. Um, mm-hmm. So it involves just taking the time to notice what someone else is doing well like oh that cashier is really using his kindness with his customers or using his zest he's doing a really good job. But strength spotting also works best, especially in the context of relationships, when you tell the other person what strengths you saw them using. Like, Jenna, I saw you using your curiosity and your love of learning to do your senior thesis, and I think you did a really great job. And so that not only serves to compliment them and encourage them, but it also in- increases your own positivity and your gratitude and your appreciation for other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being really specific about it. Mm-hmm. Like I saw you doing this and you were using this strength that that helps that person put labels on themselves mm-hmm. that are positive. And it also helps if you add a little bit watching you work through your master's thesis I saw you use your curiosity and your love of learning, and it inspired me to continue to want to move forward with my education. Mm -hmm. So I saw these things in you, and I saw what you accomplished, and this is why that's important to me. Mm -hmm. Like That really improves that relationship. It really can deepen it in some really significant ways. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I make, uh, so every time
2: I'm over at my parents' house and we're like talking about our days over the dinner table, I make everyone do one thing they did well that day and (coughs) one thing they saw someone else do well. I don't use the word strength because then they pull the I don't remember the strength card. But it's really nice to see what other people
3: have experienced and appreciated that day. Mm -hmm. For sure. And this, I think, ties a lot back into that um, parents take note, the strengths switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. the a book. book about this where they talk about catching your children doing good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we get so used to, as parents, like looking at them and being like, this is what we did wrong mm-hmm. today. Don't do Let's this, fix don't this, do this, this behavior, fix that behavior. But positive reinforcement works so much better. So, so much better. catching them in the good act and being like, wow, you really did a great job. You were so mm-hmm. kind to your sister. And I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like, what and a big move. when you're being
0: kind to your sister, this is what happens for me and how positive this makes me feel. Mm-hmm. If you can add that little piece... Because we need kids to also look outside of themselves and see what they're doing and how it's affecting others Mm -hmm. because we're at the center of all of our experiences Mm -hmm. and especially when you're a kiddo. Mm -hmm. So if you can help to expand and help them to look up and look out... That makes a big difference, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And it, it helps them. I mean, I'm not a parent, but
2: it helps them form their identity around positive things. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm too loud or I'm this and this. Like, I have zest. I have kindness. I'm good at critical thinking. I'm a brave person.
3: All those like, things. that's really important. Mm-hmm. I love the strength spotting, especially when you first introduce people to character strengths. Mm-hmm. I recently introduced someone to it, and every time we speak, like, we'll say something and get done with the conversation. I'm like, look at you. Using your bravery. And they're like, oh, look at you. <laughs> using your curiosity. You know, oh, like bouncing it back it. and forth because uh-huh. they're like, I see it everywhere now. And I'm like, you do. Right. As soon as you know what like the model is, you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like
0: buying a car and then realizing everybody else has the car. Because right? mm-hmm. all of a sudden you can see it. Strength spotting works that way. Mm-hmm. It's a really phenomenal activity. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll be telling my mom about my day and she'll be like, you're using your appreciation of beauty and excellence right now, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. It's yes. just this I whole know. language and
3: vernacular mm-hmm. to like be able to, you know, connect with people and understand it a little more deeply. I love that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Love strengths work. Okay. Last one, we're gonna talk about individual well-being. We've been talking about relationships and we know that relationships take more than one person. Really? Wow. Deep thoughts. <laughs> so If you want to have more (laughs) healthy, positive relationships, you as an individual need to have a certain level and sense of well-being to be able to bring that wellness, to bring that thriving and flourishing into the relationships. So, one of the things that you can do to help you in your relationships is to actually focus on some of the ad- other aspects of PERMA. So, how are you accumulating positive emotions? What are the little things that you're doing to help lift yourself up? Mm-hmm. I was a little bit agitated this morning before I got into my car. And so, what is it that I needed to do? So, <laughs> poor Addie had to listen to <laughs> a mindfulness meditation as <laughs> I was driving because I needed to calm myself down. So, I That's how I accumulated positive emotion. People use music. They use Mm -hmm. smells. They use looking at beautiful things like appreciation of beauty and excellence. How are you accumulating positive emotions that will leak out into your relationships? The next one is engagement. What are you doing? What are you involved in? What are the things that bring you joy? If you are isolated and not active, it's hard to continue to build and maintain relationships Mm -hmm. because you don't have anything to share. Mm -hmm. So if your wellness is low, Try to find things that you can be engaged in. Meaning, which we talked about last time, The things that we're engaged in also have to have some function and purpose. They have to bring something into your life. So we need to have engagement that has some meaning. And then actually accomplishing, not just engaging in a meaning, but like getting to a point. It feels so great when you cross the finish line. Mm -hmm. And then getting to share that with others. So if you don't have enough to kind of give into a relationship, the other aspects of PERMA can really help you to move into that space, increase your wellness, and then hopefully that will be able to help you to maintain maintain and build and even begin new relationships mm-hmm. anybody have anything to add I just
2: always think of that um, I know it's overused but that metaphor of the oxygen masks on the plane right mm-hmm. but it's so true you really cannot help bring wellness to a relationship if you are you know not well at all and I mean you're not going to be
0: super positive and well-beingy all the time but you have to you have to try. We're not talking about toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. We're talking about health and wellness. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Anybody else? Well, let's wrap this up. So we covered all these awesome things um, as we were talking about relationships. We talked about the PERMA model. We talked about relationships in general. Jenna really brought in this story of Into the Wild and how this individual, John Krakauer, how he really discovered that being alone in the wilderness has some really cool things, and happiness is really about being with somebody else. And then we discussed some of the different ways that seeing strengths in our partners or in ourselves and how that can build each other up and create this positive feedback loop. And then we went through several specific character strengths and how you can apply them to improve and increase your relationships. So the question of the podcast, how did you use your powers for good this week? Who wants to start? Me?
2: Yeah, you can start.
0: Okay, I'll start. So um, the power that I used for good this week um, is mindfulness, which isn't specifically a character strength within Mm. um, the the via character strength model. I'm teaching a class right now on campus about techniques of mindfulness, and I just finished reading this chapter about using mindfulness with children. Mm. And most of the chapter is about how the therapist as working with children, their mindfulness practices and how that information that they have from their own mindfulness practice, how to bring it into working with children. Mm -hmm. And I work with three-year-olds every Sunday. And I just got a brand-new batch of three-year-olds, and I love them, but, man, they are everywhere, and it's really, like, they have to get used to this new setting and Mm -hmm. and the new things that are happening for them in this new setting because it's a new year, and they transitioned into a different class and all of this stuff, and they are bouncing off the walls. And so I'm like, you're missing it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... The work that you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. is to be incredibly mindful of these three year olds and they are present in this moment right now and they're not really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's information you need to take in and you need to be doing something different with this and you need to be mindful of what's happening for them on a really non-verbal level, which is really hard for me. I love language and words. Obviously, I talk a lot. So being mindful of them and their situation and they don't have the language to express to me what's going on but they're telling me left and right what's going on with them Mm -hmm. and I need to be more present in the present moment Mm -hmm. with them. So maybe that's the opposite of how I didn't use my powers for good this week because I got frustrated and as I was going through this I'm like, oh, you're not doing that thing. You're not doing that thing. But Mm -hmm. that's awareness which means I was being mindful of my lack of awareness and how I needed to do it differently. So that is using my powers Mm -hmm for good. And I'm looking forward to continuing to work with these cute little three-year-olds and being mindful of them and their needs instead of whatever I think my agenda Mm -hmm. is for that day. Like, why in the world do I even try? Because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter for them. What matters for them is me being with them. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'm going to continue to use my powers for good.
2: You know, I was actually going to say mindfulness too, because someone assigned an unholy Mm. amount of Reading on mindfulness this week, <laughs> so I've had a lot of time <laughs> to think about it I am not
0: apologizing and I am not sorry <laughs> I know
2: but um, one of the one of the tenets of mindfulness that we've been learning about is how so pain is inevitable as part of being a human everyone knows that, but what makes it suffering what turns pain into suffering is how you feel about it so suffering is the the attachment
3: to desire.
2: Yeah, it's well, suffering is the gap between how something is, and how you wish it were, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, no, that's so a great paraphrase. So I've, d- I've just been trying to slow down and be like, how much of this situation is just pain from the situation, and how much of it is me wishing it would change when I can just slow down, accept the situation? Like, yeah, it's cold, and I don't like being cold, but I don't need to suffer because it's cold. I just need to, you know, put on my gloves, warm up my car, and just be really present in the situation, and that's been really helping. I kind of uh, was really judgmental of mindfulness before I met Doctor K, but it's it's just trying to apply those concepts to your life is really helpful.
3: Um, we talked about it a little. I had to use it with my mother because yeah. mm. she is aging and mm. um, is becoming you know, a little more frail. Don't mm. tell her that, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> mom, don't listen. to Mom, I hope you're best. not listening. <laughs> Look, um, and, you know, she is going to have to be home for a few weeks to recover, and mm-hmm. it required a lot of teamwork mm-hmm, between, mm-hmm. I'm also in a family of seven, there's a lot mm-hmm. of us, um, but most of it kind of has fallen on my sister and I, who are the youngest, and although we love each other and get along in many ways, we do not always see eye to eye, so for her and I to spend the whole week together, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 making lots of fun, plan- we really had to <laughs> dig into some teamwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, focus on a greater good. Yes. And put some of our egos aside and just do what needed to be done. Um, But it was really good. And I think it's going to bring us closer as siblings, too, to have done this thing together. Mm -hmm. And all of our siblings, honestly. Like, everybody kind of pulled together. But, um, yeah, teamwork's not one that I'm always great at because I kind of just want to do my thing and get done with it quickly. And I've had to very much slow down (laughs) because there is more than me in this equation. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Which is a great, like, back to the whole topic of today was relationships. relationships. Yeah, this was fabulous. Thanks, Jenna. Okay, Katie, wrap us up.
1: I think I used love actually quite a bit this week. I um just really spent a lot of time with family like virtually and like in person, so like I spent a lot of time with my grandparents this week and just like talking to them about just like life and like deep and meaningful things, but then also like Um, my, my brother lives far away and my sister-in-law, she lives in state, but she lives like three, four hours away. So she's kind of far away. So her and my husband FaceTime, and then we all like, they talk more, but then I also talk a little bit. Um, and then we like see our nephew that way too. And then my brother, he has some huge life changes for him. Like I kind of mentioned, he is, um, he just finished school and moved to a different state. So Um, and him and I are very close, even though we have not lived in the same state for a long time. Mm -hmm. So just like talking to him and being like, just so excited for all the things happening in his life. And we both just genuinely like love each other and love, like knowing how the other person's doing. He's Mm -hmm. like, not a very touchy feely person, but he's always like, well, if you need to talk about it, you know, you can talk to me about it. Um, so just, just just talking to family a lot and just being immersed in them in, like, a difficult, like, bittersweet season and just, like, leaning on them just for, like, you know, sometimes, like, if you just confide in people, things don't seem as bad as they actually are. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. this will eventually end and it won't be so crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a lot of love this week, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you can speak it, you can defeat it.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slant
0: rhyme. That's right. (laughs) Thank you so much, you guys, for sharing how you're using your powers for good. Um, I think that this does actually help inspire our audiences to know that we don't just talk about it. This isn't just in our heads. Like We really are trying to apply these same types of principles to our own lives and how important it is for us to not just share those things with um, others, but to actually be in it and live it as well. So we would really like it if you would come to naturallystrongmt.com and take the via character strength survey on our website. If you do that, you're going to be able to understand and have a deeper understanding and experiences with the character strengths that we talk about every week in our podcast. Naturally Strong is sponsored by the Center for Wellbeing. The Center for Wellbeing is a woman-led organization using research-based programs to provide awareness and education in fostering positivity and resilience. The staff at the Center for Wellbeing believe that creating authentic connections and community involvement are essential in empowering individuals to harness their unique strengths and flourish in all areas of life. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to our co-hosts, Jenna, Katie, and Emma for joining me during this episode. We hope that our discussion about relationships and how to use your character strengths to start, maintain, and build relationships was helpful for you. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us, and be sure to come back next time. Until then, this is Cameron Nelson, and don't forget to use your powers for good. This podcast was created, produced, and recorded by Cameron and Rachel Nelson, researched by Emma Power and Jenna Christensen, marketed by Addie Nelson, and edited by Rachel Nelson. Naturally Strong is a product of the Center for Wellbeing and is recorded in the vault at Rock 31.